Hello and welcome to episode 180 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. It is, I'm still in Canada, but we are not together. So it's a very sad recording today. No, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it also is a first for us because it is almost past our bedtime. Well, it's definitely past Henny's bedtime. We're trying to get it done. <laughs> and here, We're getting it and done. Here, and here, you know... Because we have a commitment to our listeners, yeah. the three people who listen to us, <laughs> here we are late at night, but, but I'm, I am really like summoning the energy, summoning yeah. the pizzazz. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want you to feel like you're getting a lackluster podcast just because I can't keep my eyes open. Okay. Well, I'm just going to start it off with something that's just going to be like right out there. So I, okay, recently, I recently listened to the audiobook, um, The Menopause Manifesto. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Jen Gunter. And uh, so there was a whole, I mean, it, it's very well done. I should have listened to this like three years ago. However, okay. still very relevant information. It was good. Um, anyways, the one chapter was about orgasms and and women during even like not even just during menopause but all the misconceptions about mm. everyone should have one who doesn't have one how mm. to have one what mm. stimulates women this and that and mm. and basically said like most women do not have an orgasm just with the penis yeah but but she said it's a penis it's not a magic wand. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I love that, she says. I love that. I, you know, I had I to think, write it down. <laughs> I think I think there are many men who wish it were a magic wand. Maybe there are many women who also wish it were a magic wand. <laughs> but yeah, really, it really isn't. No, it really is not. Anyway. Well, that's so funny. No, I mean, that is, I think, I think this, I don't remember exactly what the statistic is, but it's like 80 something percent of women will not orgasm with like, yeah. uh, with like vaginal penetration only. So, but also like, I think um, another misconception is that you must orgasm in order to experience pleasure, which is also yeah. not true. Yeah. So, you know, I think there are a lot of misconceptions yeah. when it comes to that yeah i think a lot of those misconceptions created by men uh also <laughs> correct also movies but like but, but here's but here's the funny thing is that i think a lot of these misconceptions are like about women's bodies are created by men but they don't help the men out you know because i yeah. think in my like from what i understand um, I think that many men feel a lot of pressure yes. to perform in a certain way and to, to ensure that their partner does orgasm or does experience a certain amount of pleasure. And then, you know, okay, but so then, you know, learn about how that works then, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what you're saying is if there's anybody out there that's faking it, you're actually doing a disservice to yourself well for sure to yourself <laughs> but also but also to your partner for sure yeah 
Well, that was a that was a great way to get started. Starting with a bang. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh gosh, my gosh, my gosh, my gosh. All right. All I right. wonder. So, I feel like I like. I wonder if reading a book like the Menopause Manifesto, like I, I think that I am a decade out of this mm. uh, of this experience myself, but I feel like maybe it's not too early to read the book. I I would say that it is not too early because it does give you some information about what may be happening, what could happen. Some things happen at different points for different women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like yeah I feel it was like a good, for, it was a good like listen. For, like for, yeah, for like menopause readiness. You know? Yeah. <laughs> because there's not enough of that. All we've been told is it's a condition and it's something you have to tolerate. Mm. And and like, you know, I've said before, there's a lot of misconceptions about what is safe, what's not safe. And things change so frequently, as do those. Things, you know, about, you know, is there any uh, relationship between when your mother went through menopause when you will? Not really. Mm. You know, so sometimes we're yeah. gathering information for what, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's information that even at this point in my life would be interesting to know, you know, because I would have assumed that just because so many other things are genetic, like I would have assumed that menopause would be too. Yeah. But I mean, that's just an assumption that I have based on nothing mm -hmm. other than it just seems to make logical sense, you know? Yeah. So, so certainly all of that kind of stuff is, yeah. I mean, it's interesting if you, if you're at all interested in your body and how it works, I mean, I think even even if it's not your own body, if it's the body of of someone you love, like I, mm -hmm. I think I think this is important reading, yeah, and learning, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I've listened to on my trip in Canada. Every time I was in the car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I listened to a book recently that was <laughs> not at all about about menopause in fact it's called the power of fun oh okay but it's kind of about an orgasm okay well i mean it could be because <laughs> true truly if i'm thinking of things that are fun i'm not sure if there's anything much more fun than that but <laughs> um the book the book is called wait for the subtitle this even gets better okay it's called the power of fun how to be alive again <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, and it's by Catherine Price. The book, the book was quite like the book was fine. It wasn't, um, you know, the most captivating and you know, mind blowing thing you ever read. Um, but it was, uh, but it was pleasant to like. It was enjoyable to read, and there were there were little a few little nuggets in there that I was like, ooh, I really like that. You know, mm -hmm. now this is the same author that wrote the book about like how to break up with your cell phone. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of what she talks about, like ties these two areas of research together, right? Research mm. about 
fun and what it means to have fun and how you have fun and why fun is important. And then also how cell phones have like killed our ability to have fun, you know? Mm -hmm. So she does sort of blend her two areas of research together in this book. But, um, so this is the, there were, there were a couple of things that really stuck out to me that she talked about and that she sort of were the ideas that carried through the whole book that were really quite fascinating to me. The one is to define exactly what fun is like. And so, and of course she's a researcher. So she's got lots of data, lots of people interviewed and uh, you know, lots of information being drawn from all over the place to like try and really crystallize exactly what fun is. And so she said, in order for something to be like truly fun, it has to have three separate components. It has to have playfulness, it has to have connection, and it has to have flow. So things that are truly fun, like when you are truly having fun, there's some aspect of like it's playful and uh, light and enjoyable, which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also it has to involve flow, which means that you like almost like that you get into a zone, you know, that you that time passes and you didn't even realize right. time was passing because you were like so uh, single mindedly focused on whatever it was you were doing. That also makes sense to me that that yep. would be a part of fun. But the third component, which kind of surprised me and yet makes so much sense, is the connection component. So there has to be some element of connection with other people or with a community or with someone. And that is like a a pivotal piece of fun. And so then I was thinking about that and she goes through like a variety of different examples, but like even before she started going through examples, I was thinking about things that like things that I do for fun you know, quote unquote, and then things that are actually fun. Mm, Okay. You know? And so, Mm -hmm. and so she was like, think about things that you do for fun. And so immediately I thought, well, one of the things I do for fun is I read. Yeah. But like, is the act of reading like truly fun? Like I, like I, I, like I'm, I'm reading my book, I'm listening to my book and like at the, and I can truly say I'm having fun. No, I'm not having fun. Like it's enjoyable. It's relaxing. It's entertaining. Like it's all of those things, but is it truly fun? No, but you know what is truly fun when we can talk about a book that we both read on our podcast and then other people like message us about the book because they've also read it or like, you know, my, the, the online book club that I'm a part of, like Mm. I, we meet the first I think we usually meet the first Tuesday of every month. I look forward to, and these are people that I have never met in real life. Like they're just a handful of like a, you know, two dozen people that I see on Google meet once a month uh, to talk about whatever book we read. Like I genuinely look forward to that hour. And every time I just have the best time. 
Like I just have the best time and it's ridiculous. Like, but like, that's what's fun. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, true. That's like, the that, connection. That's the connection. That's the connection. And yeah. so like, I, so that's the differentiation between something that you like that is enjoyable or entertaining versus mm. something that is like actually fun. Yeah. And so, you know, you need that, you need that connection in order to mm-hmm. be fun. And so, and she says, like she said, you know, you can have, she said, she said that she believes that there are people, she said many people enjoy ha- spending time alone. And I, and I definitely am one of those people too. Like I, I like to be by myself, but, but when I think of the things that I do that are like, like that I'm in the midst of doing it, I'm really having fun. I, I think it's always a connection of sorts. Like either it's, uh, you know, like talking to you about something or like taking a class with someone or, you know, like going in and, you know, to a show with someone and experiencing that together, you know, like there is some sort of, and it's not the, I don't know is it's like, I don't think it's an extroverted introverted kind of thing at all. I think it's just, it's a a shared experience piece. Maybe that's, you know, it's that you are uh, enjoying something and connected to what you're doing, but also, yeah, connected, like there's some sort of a community aspect of it too, that is, that is a part of it. And I just thought I had never considered that. Yeah. And yet every single example that I could think of for myself, that was true. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking, I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. Right. You know? Yeah. Especially, yeah. Sometimes you're doing fun things and it's, part of what makes and it is because it's true it's part of what makes it fun is that you are doing it with other people yeah and sharing that especially if it's something new that you're doing something goofy that you're doing yeah it's not fun to be goofy in front of you know a bunch of people that either you don't know or you're uncomfortable with but but even that's a connection yeah or or even in like in front of people who aren't in on it with you well, that's for sure. <laughs> right. But, but I'm even thinking of like, even like, like even something as simple as like watching a movie. It's very, like, I really enjoy just like curling up on the couch with a blanket and a, and, you know, and a tea and like putting the movie on, you know, but there's something about like going to the movie theater and like, yeah, like, I guess, I mean, so, okay, so sometimes I, like, I will be the only person in the room, and I'll laugh out loud. <laughs> like, I do, I do do that. But, but if I'm at a movie theater with a theater full of people, I'm laughing ten times as much. Like, there's something about, like, mm. like having a shared experience that, like, heightens it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is, but, yeah, uh, but yeah. I think it's, but I think it's true. I, I, I would agree. I agree with you. So that was the one thing about the, in the fun book that was, that was interesting. The other thing was that 
she she goes like a whole section of the book is here are the steps to follow to have fun. So if you realize because she talks about, you know, like keeping a journal and like paying attention to like moments when you have fun and like if you you notice that you are never really having those true fun moments, like how do you do that? And so she has an acronym spark for how to have fun. So the first thing you have to do is make space for it. Okay. Which makes sense. You have to make like you have to make time for like you have to have time in your life to do something that's going to be fun, but you also have to make mental space, you know, to yeah. have the fun. So that's it. The P is pursue passions because you have because in order to have fun, you have to find that that flow piece right where you're you're totally invested in what you're doing so if you pursue something that you're passionate about chances are you're going to be more likely to have fun doing that the a is that you have to attract fun to you so hmm. i think you have to be open to doing it and you have to you know invite that you know yeah. you know be be willing to uh be willing to you know say yes to something right mm -hmm. then the r is rebel and so she said because because fun has an element of playfulness she's like sometimes you have to like just like go against the grain a little bit like and that can like add the playful piece to it you know and like and that and that sometimes you have to just do you know maybe a little bit different from what you have always done or from what you think maybe you should do. Okay. And so I thought that was kind of an interesting way to like go about the idea of having fun, you know, like if, cause I, and I think that, I think that's good advice for people who, you know, live maybe a very structured or a very, um, I don't want to say repetitive, but like a, a very, uh, familiar lifestyle where every yeah. day kind of looks the same you know if you want to infuse some fun then maybe you have to rebel and you know one day you have to uh, you know yeah do some you know say mm -hmm. well I'm not going to do that because yeah I'm going to have space for something else you know and then the last one the K from Spark is keep at it so she said you can't just you know like put in the effort to have fun one day and then never do it again. You know, you have to continually make, mm -hmm. like make time, make space, you know, okay. put in the effort, put in the energy to have fun. And so she said, you know, like, she's like, maybe that looks like, you know, an evening every week that you devote to having fun. She said, maybe it looks like an afternoon, you know, every three months, you know, like she said, you know, depending on how much fun you feel like you're having or not having in your life right now, and depending on how much time you feel like you have to devote to it, she said, there's no right answer. And she's very good actually about not making you feel like you must be doing all of these, you know, right. things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like it's, it's really about doing what works in your schedule and what you and and really I mean when you're talking about having fun it has to uh it has to be something that you like right something yeah. that you want to do mm -hmm. so yeah I just there, so there were there were a couple of little a, a couple of little gems in there yeah yeah sounds like it I mean 
Yeah, it's it's always interesting when we hear or read or learn something about something that we think we know what that actually means. Like, yeah, you know, but then when we're asked to describe it, we're like, uh, well, what does that mean? Well, it kind of means, because it, it can mean, and it does mean different things to different people. Right. I guess hundred percent. Well, I guess the, the experience, like fun, fun is personal, right? The way that you experience it, but also what is fun is very different for okay. different people. And you know, you have those people in your life and they're like, Oh, but that was so much fun, you should come and do it and you're thinking, That's not anything. That it does not sound like like a nightmare to me. It does not okay. sound like fun. Yeah. Okay. So First of all, have you ever? Never, I never I have I ever. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think <laughs> how exactly I want to ask this question, but like, has there ever been a time in your life where you felt like you weren't having enough fun? Hmm. Yeah, right now. <laughs> gotcha. Not, not right now. In a right now, joke. talking to you. <laughs> no, with what is currently going on, that yeah. is, I would say, is not fun. That is not fun. It's not fun at all. That <laughs> um, wasn't having enough fun. Yeah. Hmm. So, wow, that's interesting. So either and not, I felt I wasn't having enough fun because other people were having, it seemed more fun than me, or because oh. I thought the experience was going to be funner than it is. <laughs> Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I wasn't thinking about that, but that's, that would be, that would be, so the first, Mm -hmm. I think is not true for me. The first of what you said, I think is not true for me, but the second is. So like, I don't think I've had a time when I felt like other people were having lots of fun and I wasn't, and I wished that I was having more. You know, like, like there have been times where I'm like, okay, so these other people are having a lot of fun doing all of these things. And like, I fully was like, I'm so glad I'm not doing those things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've also had times in my life always where I always had the impression that people had more time in general than I did. Well, that's that's, Um, that's true. whether that was more time for fun or other things. Um, So, but I do always feel like I've always had an opportunity to have fun with various things. Like I, I, I don't think I've ever really thought like that I, that I could never have fun or that I wasn't having fun or, or that I'd forgotten, you know, what I like to do for fun or, you know, like Uh any of those things. But the second thing that you said, where it's like, sometimes you're in an experience where you thought you were going to have more fun than you. I don't think it's for me that I thought I was going to have more fun. I think sometimes I thought I was going to have fun and I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. And that has happened to me on more than one occasion. Yeah where I think that things should be fun and then they really aren't fun. And, but I think they are fun for other people. Yeah. But sometimes you're in those situations, but then you're with the people that you're with. And just because you're both not having like the experience wasn't fun itself, the, the, or the event wasn't, isn't fun. 
you still have fun because of the people you're with. <laughs> that has never happened to us. That has always happened to us. <laughs> I'm thinking of several events that we yeah. have been to that the the pure joy of the event was like texting you or like making yes. faces at you yes. because what was happening was <laughs> not fun. Not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. That is very true. <laughs> but those are the things and they become memories of fun events. For sure. For sure. Even though the initial event was not fun. <laughs> For sure. Because what was fun was the playfulness and the yes. rebelliousness of us like being connected and silly, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, that's that's where the fun came in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever like what is something maybe that you didn't think was going to be fun for you? And then it was. Huh. Or vice versa, something you thought was going to be fun and then wasn't. I'm well, thinking for sure. myself too. I'm not sure. Well, for sure. The thought of running, not fun. And here's the thing. The actual act of running is not fun. No. That is not fun. No. What is fun is the people you do it with, the ac no. feeling of accomplishment, the whole thing leading up. Yeah. But actually doing it, like the actual physical thing. Yeah. I agree Some, with all of that. Sometimes it's because then you're with somebody and then you're not really thinking about, you know, your hip hurting. But other mm -hmm. times you're by yourself and you're really thinking about that. I would agree with that 100%. So that is one thing. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think that that is something that that's a that's an odd thing because like you said the actual activity is not fun but the the pieces connected to it are fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I often think that I often think that like gatherings should mm. be fun you know like 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 um I don't even know like like a, a party of some sort mm -hmm. or like like I often think that those things should be fun and like I even remember like like even you know when I was growing up like thinking like to go to a high school dance like like that that would be oh, fun yes. you know and like it's not fun no you know, but, and I but, feel, and I feel the same way as like, as an adult, like those types of events, like those types of gatherings, mm -hmm. like I, I often, I think for a long time, I thought that, that like, this should be fun, like, and then, and it never was like, it never was fun for me. And so now I, I don't even think it's going to be fun, but then sometimes it surprises me and it is. Yeah. Well, what do you think is better? being disappointed being <laughs> I, think it's, surprised. I, think, I think it's better to go in with low expectations yeah. and be pleasantly surprised yeah <laughs> yeah there have definitely I think well you know what one thing that's why like we don't Phil and I do not go back to the same place for a vacation because the first time you experience it, mm. it it's always like 
if it's that good that you even consider wanting to go back again, the second time you will always be comparing it to the first time. Interesting. And so anything that's done differently, you're disappointed in. Mo not everything, but yeah, you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. there's the opportunity. There's the there's the opportunity for disappointment. But if you had been there like the first time, you'd have nothing to compare it to. So I think any time doing a repeat anything. Yeah. And, and and expecting it to be exactly the same experience, that's when you get disappointed and and maybe not think something is as fun or enjoyable as as it actually is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you that's that's something. interesting. That's interesting because of course if you yeah, because when you repeat something the idea of repeat suggests that it's going to be exactly the same, but mm -hmm. it can't, right? Because if you go some, if you go the same place, it something inevitably is going to be different. Yeah, you know, like um, the staff, the the weather will be different. Yeah. The staff will be different. Yeah. The you know, like the exchange rate will be different. Like yes. you, whatever, you know. But but you also are different. Yes, exactly. Because now right? you have an you do go in with this expectation of something. If you didn't have fun, it's your own damn fault. It's your, yeah, yeah, exactly. When uh when I mean, I was gonna say when when we were younger and my family would travel, but even even like uh, up to just before the pandemic, um, you know, when when we would travel as a family, because there are so many of us. That and doesn't so sound like fun. So sorry. So many different personalities. <laughs> Inevitably, there would be tense moments. And my dad would always say, are we having fun yet? Yeah. <laughs> he would say it all the time. I'd be like, oh, my goodness. No, <laughs> or yes, but yeah. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes no. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that was, um, that was one of the things that I was thinking about. And then, mm -hmm. um, I have to tell you about a show that I just started watching in the last couple of weeks. Okay. And I have to tell you about a podcast that I just started listening to. So the show, it's not a new show. It's mm -hmm. been around for ages and ages. Oh. And I, when it first started, I was like an avid watcher. And then I sort of fell off for a little while. But uh -huh. this, and then it sort of like jumped in and jumped out, depending on how much time I had to watch television. Mm -hmm. And now this season, this year, this season, I've started watching again. So okay. the show that I'm talking about is, no one will be surprised, Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> now, this year, this year, actually, like for this season, for the first time ever, it's being streamed live on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Um, and so that's a new, like, it's a new platform, right? Cause it's an ABC show. Disney owns ABC. So like, it's not that different, but yeah. it's not on cable television. It's on, yeah. it's on Disney plus. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to, I, I was very excited about it because I always like it, but the problem is that it's so like, it's a long show. And so it Sometimes I wouldn't watch it because it just required too much of my time, right? 
but now I'm like, I'm, I'm committed because there are a couple of different people on the show that I'm interested in seeing, like I'm interested in seeing them dance and seeing them compete. And so uh, two weeks ago, I'm watching the, the premiere, the season premiere. And like half the people who are content, like the celebrity contestants, I have no idea who they are. You know, like I don't even know. Like there's a, I don't know, uh, a housewife, like one of the desperate, okay. no, I, I don't know what, uh, yeah. the real housewives of something. I don't know who that is. There's like a TikTok phenomenon. I don't know who that is. Like, I don't know who any of these people are, but there are a few that I do know. And then there was, there is a contestant that, and I know exactly who she is, but I'd kind of forgotten about her. And, and so the person who it is is Selma Blair. And so Selma Blair, I know as a, like, as an actor, like she's an actor and I know her because she was in a lot of movies that I watched in my teenage and and young adult years, Legally Blonde being one of them, Cruel Intentions being one of them. If you saw her, Sandy, you would say, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that woman before. But here's the thing about Selma Blair. In 2018, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and the deterioration that her body has undergone since 2018 to like until now is significant and so here's this woman who is competing in a ballroom dance competition and she has on again off again control of her muscles and so, because that's what MS does, you know, it, it uh, slowly um, makes it so that you can't control your muscles. And so she even has, so she, so she has a cane with her when she's walking just to be sure that she's stable and because her balance is very impacted and sometimes her speech is, um, impeded because even like her the muscles surrounding her vocal cords sometimes don't work for her and sometimes they uh freeze up on her and so and she never knows from day to day or from moment to moment how much stability and control she's going to have and so so I saw her like in the like in the very opening number where they're introducing everyone. I saw her sort of like standing there with the cane and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, is that Selma Blair? Like, is she on the show this year? Like, I didn't even know. And then they do the whole like opening package where like everyone sort of talks about why they're doing the show and how excited they are. And and like and her speech is, you know, going in and out a little bit and she's trying to explain like what the what this disease has done to her body and continues to do her to her body and and why being on a show like this is so important to her and 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 then of course the the person that she's partnered with to dance with like her dancing pro she he knows her like in their personal life I guess they live close to each other and he is absolutely the loveliest man and like just ab- like you just get mm. the sense on the show that he has a heart of gold you know 
And so then you were watching them like rehearse and you're watching like her be frustrated and, and him be so patient with her, you know, like, and then for their first dance, they dance this gorgeous piece and, and, and like, she has a cane, like sitting, like standing on the edge of the, on the edge of the ballroom, just in case she needs it. But like, and you can just tell the way that the number has been choreographed has been like to do the steps and to do and to be like to to be learning the dance and doing the dance but also like in a way that like she always feels balanced because he's making sure that she is and you know like you can just tell that it's been done so beautifully and gorgeously sandy i was bawling <laughs> I the, knew you were whole say this. the whole like the whole time like, as soon as she started dancing I was crying and like it was the kind of crying that like I didn't even realize I was crying until like I was really crying you know <laughs> like like at first like I just had like tears rolling down my face and then and then like and it was gorgeous and and then they go to the judges. Well, one of the judges is sobbing. Okay. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So now I'm crying even more, right? And then, and then they're, like, panning the camera over, like, some of the other contestants who are also crying. Like, honestly, Sandy, I I was losing it. I was, I was <laughs> oh like, gosh. what is wrong with me? Um, nothing, apparently, because yeah. lots of people, like, unless you have a truly black heart, I think you could not be moved by this woman and by yeah. this, um, this partnership and this, Aww. you know, extraordinary effort, you know. Um, and then last week, they danced something completely different, but, like, they danced a jive, which is, like, super wow. fast yeah. and, like, and, I mean, also was quite good, quite good, not as not as moving as the first one, but uh, I mean, just I think the music helps for that, right? So, for sure. but I mean, amazing. Like, um, it's just incredible what this woman is doing. And I should also say that one of the other contestants is um, one of the actors from Coda. Mm-hmm. And he has, and he's like 100% deaf. He has zero yeah. hearing. <gasps> okay. And he also is like phenomenal and so like t- so he has a um, a sign language interpreter that's with him all the time yeah and uh and and he like and so he talks about like feeling the the bass in his like feeling the bass yeah. of the music in his body and that's how he, like and then but then like the 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 partner like the coach that is paired with him has to figure out like how to cue him like to make sure they start on the right beat and like do all of these things. Cause of course he can't hear the music. Yeah. I mean, Sandy, it, 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 you, when you, when you see people like this who are overcoming uh, adversity in a way like this, but it, it, it's, it has like, it, it has to be inspirational to you. Yeah. But I think what I really appreciate about it in this context is that it's not about being an inspiration. Mm-hmm. It's just about being a person who wants to compete on a dance show. Yeah. You know, exactly. like it's just a person who like wants to learn to dance and wants to compete against other people who are learning to dance. And like, and even the judges have said, like, you know, 
you know, we're, you know, I recognize that you've got this challenge, but I have to judge you like fairly against everyone else. And like, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's like, that's the point, you know, yeah. like it doesn't matter if you are, you know, 70 years old or if you're 17 years old, or if you, you know, have muscles that are working or if you don't like, you know, it's, it's a, you know, the, the support that you have comes in the, you know, the way that your coach works with you and the strategies that they use and the music that they pick and all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, everyone is learning to dance and doing their very Mm -hmm. best. And I, and I just, and I love that too. Yeah. Oh, I might have to check it out now. Like, I I mean, you'll you'll at least just have to watch like a couple of the dances like you you have to watch a couple of them i mean also shangela who is my all-time favorite drag uh drag competitor from rupaul's drag race Mm -hmm. she's competing in that that's really why i was like wanting to tune in in the first place because of all of the rupaul's drag race seasons i think shangela is my absolute favorite drag queen and so i'm very excited that she's on the show as well but but i mean wayne brady is on the show oh okay he also is great oh interesting what lots lots of lots of good people on the show anyway so so if you're at all interested in dancing and dance and music and movement yeah i would highly recommend dancing with the stars this season yeah, yeah. i've never and watched, I've alfonso riviero is yeah. the co-host oh god and he's you know a delight so <laughs> i mean tyra banks is the other co-host she's gorgeous but not as talented of a host i think <laughs> but yeah. you know that's that's my personal opinion um so that's one thing the other thing that I have to mention to you today is... My God, you're full of piss and vinegar of this. Okay. I, t- I told you... Well, this is, this is my second wind, Sandy. It's because <laughs> all evening I was like, okay, don't sit down. Don't get comfortable. Like, don't don't get too... Like, don't put pajamas on. Like, stay awake. <laughs> stay up. You have to record. Okay, but here's the last thing that I have to tell you about. Mm-hmm. A couple of days ago, Steph sent me a link to a podcast episode, and she was like, you have to listen to this. And Sandy, I did have to listen to it, and it was right up my alley. Like, it is exactly what I'm interested in. So the the podcast is um, My and Bialik's Breakdown. And so My and Bialik, who, of course, I know as Blossom from my growing up years, uh, she has a podcast where she talks to, where she interviews different people. And she she starts the episode by, like, breaking down a concept or an idea or, um, uh talking about the talking about the the neuroscience behind something because of course she has a phd in neuroscience so so she has a a very academic understanding of how the brain works and how your brain impacts behavior and so you know so one episode she might talk about you know 
what the brain science is related to an eating disorder. And then another episode, she might talk about what the brain science is related to depression or, you know, like whatever. Right. And so, and so she sort of breaks the the concept down from a brain science perspective. And then she interviews someone who experiences what, or has experienced whatever that concept or, or illness or event or situation was. And I mean, it's a delight. She's she's very personable in the way that she speaks. She's also quite funny. Um, I've listened to three different episodes already. I'm I've already downloaded a handful more that I know are like guests that I'll be interested in listening to. But I I think it's probably the kind of podcast that you could go through and see like who the guests are and like pick and choose the ones you think you'd be most interested in yeah but uh i mean three episodes in and i highly recommend okay okay well you know you know i'm always looking for a new podcast because sometimes i go through quite a few in a week and then i'm like desperately waiting for the next ones to come out yeah with my little fingers that's she Sandy just did this little like yeah like a not spirit fingers but almost like her fingers were like gonna munch on something (laughs) goodness yeah Mm -hmm. so I think those are the things yeah those are the things that I wanted to share with you great great podcast definitely check it out Dancing with the Stars is killing it on Disney Plus this season. Definitely check it out and have have more fun. I guess have more fun <laughs> is the is the the other the other little tidbit. The other little tidbit. Have more fun. Yeah. Yep. 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 Spark some joy. Yeah. Exactly. Right. See. Exactly. You know what? Ooh. You know what was something that it was it was in one of the it was in one of my MB Alex episodes, podcast episodes, that they were talking about something and then the concept of shame came up. And so then she said to the like whoever she was talking to, she said, Well, she said, you know what the acronym of shame means, right? And the and the the guest on the show was like, no. And like, I also was like, no, like I didn't realize shame was Mm. an acronym for anything. I mean, it's not like it's, it's, it's an acronym that someone has made obviously. Right. But the acronym is shame should have already mastered everything. Interesting. Isn't that great? That's great. Because when do you feel shame? Like you feel shame when, you didn't do something the way you thought you should have. Yeah. You know, like, or when mm-hmm. something wasn't perfect and you felt that it should have been, you know, like, so should have already mastered everything. Wow. Haven't that, done that. That is genius. That is genius. Right? Yeah. I, I need to know so. the source of that. She didn't say what it definitely was Maya and the Alec who said it, but she didn't say like Mm -hmm. where that came from. And I didn't look it up. I should have looked it up, but I've, I've never heard that before. No, me neither. I like it though. And yet I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
definitely do. Should have already mastered everything. <laughs> <laughs> because that is often how I feel. <laughs> oh man oh, so God. many things I haven't mastered that I should have yeah me too me too and then it's just not fun trying to do it so <laughs> no so then it's hard to it's hard to master something that isn't fun to do yes that's that's why Catherine Price would say pursue your passions. <laughs> but like, so here's the problem. What if what I really need to do is like eat well <laughs> and uh, live in a healthy way, but like not all of that always feels fun. It doesn't always feel fun. So like, and, and I don't know, like, would I say that, I don't know, can, can like eating a lot of vegetables, like, can that be my passion? <laughs> like, I don't think no. so. Is that anyone's passion? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Although, Sandy, I, apparently I have more things to tell you. So. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> a, a couple of things. I... Recently, I was, when I was making lunches for myself for this week, I was going to make, uh, like I had some chipotle spiced chicken breast that I roasted. And so I was going to put together a mason jar salad with this chicken, but the chicken was mildly spicy. And so I thought, oh, obviously, because it's me, it should be like a Tex-Mex kind of a salad. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I'll put some Shut salsa yeah, I know, really. No no one is surprised. So I thought I'll put some salsa as the dressing. But then I need some, like, vegetable. And so I had a bag of frozen vegetables in my freezer. And it was a mixture of red peppers, yellow peppers, carrots, and asparagus, I think, was, Ooh. like, the frozen mixture. Like, it was, it was like a summer blend or something. And so I thought, oh, that'd be good. And so... I was going to just, as I normally do with frozen vegetables, put it in a bowl in the microwave with a little bit of water mm -hmm. and like, and like nuke it. But then I, I read the back of the, uh, the back of the bag and it said that I could just put with a, like with a teaspoon of oil in a frying pan, I could just put the whole bag of frozen vegetables and like stir fry them. Oh. And I thought, that sounds like a good idea. And then you know what I did? No, tell I, me. I threw in a package of taco seasoning. <laughs> and so now I have my, like, chipotle spiced chicken, but I also have, like, these taco seasoned mm -hmm. vegetables and then some arugula and tomato and, and salsa. I'm telling you, I, I've been winning at lunches this week. Like, they've been so delicious. And, and... Like, it was so easy to do. Like, the easiest way to just cook up some vegetables. Yeah. But look how creative you were. Like, you see what's happening in the kitchen? I was so proud of myself. Like, when I when I saw it, I was like, oh, I could stir fry these frozen vegetables. And then I was like, and then I could put some tacos. Like, truly, I was feeling very proud of myself for that moment. Mm -hmm. And then... Oh my I was, there's more? Yes, there's more. <laughs> and then I was 
like I'm always around you know, sort of like midweek I start thinking about what I'm going to make for the following week because I want to make sure that I get the groceries so that I can get so that I can do the food prep on the weekend so that I'm ready for the next week and so I was looking at a few different things and thinking about what I could make and I came across a recipe for lima bean. I think it's called lima bean and greens soup. Okay. And so I never made such a thing. I don't know. And so I like made the list of the ingredients that I needed, which are, you know, standard ingredients, carrot, celery, onion, garlic, you know, but it, you needed either kale or Swiss chard or spinach. Mm -hmm. and dried lima beans. Okay. So I went to the grocery store today after work and I got what I needed. And so I came home and I was like and but this was but this was my whole plan for this evening cuz I knew we were going to record late tonight. So I was like all right, I'm going to make my I'm going to make my whole evening busy so that I have no time to get tired. And so <laughs> I came home with the groceries, like unpacked everything and then I was like all right, going to like make up what I need. So I I actually did some uh like some chicken breasts that were braised in a peanut sauce okay so that's one thing that I was making but then I also was making the soup and I made it in the instant pot so I was feeling oh I have a question for you about that so I made it in the instant pot which was really great and but like these lima beans they are ginormous beans yeah. Sandy mm -hmm. I never saw the likes <laughs> never saw the likes <laughs> Um, but the soup, I haven't tasted the soup, but it smells very good. I will tell you that. And mm -hmm. it said you should get a bunch of kale or Swiss chard or spinach yeah. and then like de-stem it and chop it. And then yeah. it goes into the soup. Like after the soup has cooked, you add it. Yeah. And so you know what I did? No, I, I don't. People to buy a bunch of something and de-stem it. So I just bought one of those like containers of you guessed it kale swiss chard and spinach mix oh and i goodness. just the whole container right into the soup and it looks delicious but those it, beans are massive they are massive i'm just looking here so that can, is yeah. gonna be lunch next week i think mm. well can I, I you do know that it's not really a lima bean right it's a lima bean. Oh, of course. I was just confirming. Of course, of course. So they why are. do we call it lima bean then? I don't know, but they're actually, we're they're named after the capital of Peru. So they're lima beans. You were thinking about me, but they have other nicknames. Butter bean. Yes, or fava bean. Or no. No, no, no. That's something. I no. think a fava bean is an alternative. Madagascar bean, Burma bean. Yeah, but a butter yeah. bean, I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. They, origi bean. they originated in Peru where they were cultivated even before corn. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. We call them half okay, moons. Half moons. Okay. Yeah, because that's the shape of them. Yeah. Yeah. So here's my question about the lima bean soup that I've made. So <laughs> I made bean the soup. soup. Oh, we changed the name. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I made it in the instant pot, uh -huh. and and so then it's hot. It like it it's hot in the instant pot. Yeah. So now what do I do with it? Meaning it's still warm. So like oh. I don't necessarily want to put it in containers to put in the fridge or to put in the freezer because it's still warm. Mm -hmm. But like, do you think I can leave it in the instant pot with the lid on it like overnight on the counter? Yeah, but is there meat in it? There's a little bit of bacon. Mm, I would think mm, you'd probably be okay. I would. Or should I, mean, I take the like inside part out of the and then cover it with maybe uh, cover it with a, a bees wax thing and just put the whole pot in the fridge? Well, yeah, but the bees, well, it depends on how much how much warmth is coming oh, out. <laughs> you got yeah. beeswax on there. Yeah, I don't want to melt it. No, that wouldn't be good. I mean, it, I could just put a plate over top, I guess, as a lid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I should probably do is like ladle it into a bunch of different glass containers and just leave the containers out on the counter to let them cool and put the lids on and put them in the fridge in the morning. But I'm feeling kind of lazy. Yeah, no, I would, I would do all that in the morning. Often what I will do, as long as it's not boiling hot, I would just put it in the fridge. Yeah, it's not boiling hot anymore because I made it like, I don't know, four hours ago. Yeah. I need a photo of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll send you a photo. It looks, it looks nice, and it smells good too. Oh, you can just send me the recipe too. Yes, I can do that too. <laughs> and a picture. Yeah, and it and was a, very easy. And a bowl. And I, and I, you know what? I, I rarely use my instant pot for anything other, than, other than hard boiling eggs. So it, like it, but like I having just used it for this it's it it's a reminder like it really is easy to use yeah and super convenient i should use it more often mm -hmm. it's a good good little reminder good little reminder wish i could have a bowl but you know not in the cards not in the cards not in the cards no you'll just have to you'll just have to make it yourself i will mm. <laughs> Did you just stick your tongue out at me? <laughs> no, just my lip. Hmm. Oh, just your lip. Okay. All right. Oh, dear. All right. All right, Andy. Wow. I think I've kept you up far no. too. No, I think that you're all wound up now. You're like. Oh, don't you worry. In the next 10 minutes, I will be fast asleep. Okay, good. I'm glad. Well, it will not take me long to uh, to take my school clothes off, put my pajamas on, brush my teeth, and fall into bed. All right, friend. Well, thank right. you for chatting. Anytime. And, um... and to those of you who are listening to us, thank you for being our loyal listeners. We do, we do really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is. It is always. It's always a surprise to me when someone says like, "Oh, but you said on your podcast this," and I'm yeah. like, "Oh yeah." Like sometimes I forget that people do listen to us. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so we we do really love it that you do, yeah. and uh, and I hope that you get something out of it, <laughs> even if all it is is a laugh at our expense. That's uh, that's okay. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. All right. Okay. Good night, Sandy. Good night, my friend. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.